Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Over Books. It's Saturday, March the 18th. Let's dig some news because it's your favorite time of the weekend. And uh, I'm the drive guy on the weekend. I just show up and that's when I show up to work. Jeremy Lambert is every single weekend on Fightful Over Books. Uh, do you actually do you work here? I've been trying to get you fired. It's not working well, which shows you the kind of power that I have, apparently. You know what? You know what helps? Doing a show, producing a show with Jimmy Van. Jimmy Van doesn't like me, so I don't know how I'm still employed. He likes me. We had a wonderful conversation the other day. Did you? Can you disclose this conversation here on Newsworthy? I cannot. Maybe, maybe, maybe when we do our uh, sit-down expose on Fightful as a whole, can I tell this story? Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. That that's when I'm going to get fired when we do the Fightful documentary. I'm just, that's when I'm going to learn. Just when Vince fired Jeff Jarrett on television, that's when Jimmy's going to fire me. Just when this documentary comes out, I'm going to watch it. Jimmy's going to be like, that Lambert guy, fucking fired. He's out of here. Like, hey, cool. That's how I learned of this. Thank you. You, Jimmy have Van. you considered have you considered holding up Jimmy Van for money going into a WrestleMania weekend? It's coming up. Oh, yeah, I was like WrestleMania weekend's coming up, so let me see if I can hold him up for some for some cash here. All right, this is a good plan, Joel. See how this goes for me. I see nothing wrong with the plan. Maybe if people leave a thumbs up on the video, they can uh, get the plan into motion for us. Jeremy, it's uh, five news items on the board, as always, written by you. Uh, do you want to preface anything before we dig in? Because I can tell you right now, it's Steven Jensen week, and you'll find out why. I want to preface this uh, by saying wrestling has more than one royal liar. And let's start with the royal <laughs> liar himself. Cody Rhodes says he snorted pre-workout before the <laughs> on me match. If you thought... If you thought for one minute that I wasn't going to lead off with this article, buddy, you have me so incredibly wrong. Oh, my goodness. Talking to Hot 106 with Mike D. Cody Rhodes, the best liar in the business, talking about his all-in experience, his StarCast experience, talking about uh, the infamous referee story with Ted DiBiase. What are we doing? He's told this story before. You you mentioned Starcast. Like he's told this story before. Uh, uh, the the fuck on me match where it was a SmackDown six man. It was Ezekiel Jackson, Sin Cara, and Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan against Barrett, Cody, and Ted DiBiase Jr. And they he tells it of like Barrett gets kicked in the dick twice by Sin Cara. Barrett tags out to DiBiase uh, and Sinkara tags Danielson when he was supposed to tag Ezekiel. Uh, he's supposed to tag Ezekiel Jackson and Ezekiel Jackson. He's in his hometown. They're in uh, Rhode Island and like, he's supposed to run wild. This is supposed to be like his big, his big moment and everything, but he tagged Danielson by accident. So Danielson just does his spot. This is supposed to be like a three, four segment match, Cody says, and it's only one segment. So Danielson does his spot. He hits the running uh, drop kick in the corner and he pins DiBiase and DiBiase doesn't kick out or there's no save, kicks out too late. So the ref counts it as a shoot and he counts the three and they get to the back and they're, everybody's like confused and stuff. I rewatched this match and you can tell like everybody's just like very confused. Danielson's like, uh-huh. And, then, and then he realized he wins. He's like, yeah, we got him. And everybody else is like looking around. Cody's looking around. Barrett's looking around. 
and Cody's like, should we attack them? And they're like, no, we shouldn't attack them. And then they just walk to the back. Vince is there waiting. Vince is like, what happened? And Tibiasi just comes back. He's like, that referee tried to f*** on me. <laughs> and, and so like he's told this story before. It's a very famous story. Him snorting pre-workout is apparently a new addition to this story because I've not heard this portion before. And this is where I love wrestlers and wrestling interviews because so many of these guys do so many interviews. They're asked so many of the same questions and everything. But like they're so good at just throwing in a new anecdote to make it a fresh story. And apparently, Cody's new anecdote was that before the match, Michael Hayes is like, what are you guys doing tonight? And Cody's like, we're going to f***ing tear the roof off this place. Just start it's a pre-workout. And then they go out there and have this shitty match that lasts one segment when it was supposed to last four segments. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you, You've never snorted pre-workout, have you? I've never snorted anything of the sort, Joel Pearl. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the commenters have. I've never done it either. But uh, th- so I'm reading through the the quote, and the referee. You know who the referee was in that match in 2011? It was uh, Rod Zapata. Do you know what Rod Zapata also famously botched? Uh, Mania 35. There you go, and he was right, fine yeah. for that too. Not to bury. Yeah, they tried to f- on Ronda Rousey. That's right. <laughs> I love it. I do love that they keep peeling back layers on this story. Eventually, you're going to get like the Vince McMahon side of things, and it's going to be absolutely batshit bonkers, makes no sense at all. I have so much cleaning up and editing to do on this now because we said the F word way too many times. Why do we have to clean that up? I got to add the beef here and there. It's Ted DiBiase Jr.'s fault. He's the one who said it. That's that's what happened on this show on... Yeah, he, the referee tried to F on him. There, I'll clean it up for you. Oh, thank you. That makes it so much easier after we've yeah. already gone through the whole story. My friend, speaking of snorting stuff, my friend uh, in <laughs> in uh, middle school, he we watched uh, uh, Jackass. And, you know, Steve-O infamously snorts wasabi in that uh, movie for people who have not seen it. I remember. So my friend decides like he's just gonna like snort everything like possible so we would like crush up like pretzels at lunch and he would like snort those like anything we could like mash together and crush up and put on the lunch table he just snort this stuff uh, at lunch this is like every day for like a good week and he realized it probably wasn't good for him and so we stopped doing it but uh there you go there's a snorting story for everybody i've never done anything of the sort but i do have a friend who was you know the the jackass influence on the world everybody just at lunch for like an entire week if we could crush it up mash it up but cheat whatever it was it didn't matter like if we could get it into tiny enough bits to where it would snort up a straw he was snorting it this is exactly like that episode of south park where kenny would eat anything for money Oh, yeah, he would do, like, anything. He went up uh, Mrs. Crabtree's Hooter and lived in there. This is (laughs) awful. (laughs) I thought you were going to say this is, like, the South Park episode where they eat with their butt and poop out their mouth. That's another (laughs) one. (laughs) Try the missing kid. (laughs) 
Oh, God, this is already a South Park episode of Newsworthy. That's perfect. All right. Well, Brian Gowertz shoots down reports that The Rock couldn't get in a ring shape for WrestleMania 39. Yeah. Brian Gowertz went on a little bit of a tear, you know, going after uh, wrestling media recently. And he was on Bill Simmons' podcast talking about uh, talking about this, among other things. Let's, let's, let's talk about Brian Gowertz and uh, Seven Bucks. Brian Gowertz hates uh, wrestling reporters, apparently. As, as one should. <laughs> uh, he was he was actually talking like kind of nice about reporters and stuff he was more talking about like uh writers going to reporters and like saying all these things and airing dirty laundry and airing grievances and everything and then of course the reporters report it and blah 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 he's like you know if wrestlers do it it's one thing and then he was also mentioning of like how fans just got to be smarter about like deciphering some of this stuff and he called out the report that david wrote of uh, rock can't get into to ring shape for this and this thing as Gowart's mentioned like did take on a life of its own like Roman mentions this on the Tonight Show Paul Heyman is asked about this in, in a recent interview with uh, Jimmy Traina like this thing is picked up a lot of steam of like this is why The Rock couldn't do it type of thing and Gowart's is like if that's not true like that's not the reason Rock didn't want to do this or couldn't do this or whatever like if Rock wanted to do and you know it didn't make a whole lot of sense when it first came out of like, does the rock not know when WrestleMania is, does he not understand this? The rock trains like year round and everything. The man's a train. And I understand ring shape different from training shape, lifting weights, clanging and banging and all that fun stuff. Uh, But the rock knows when WrestleMania is, he knows when he needs to like work and try to get in peak form and everything. But people were still like, Oh, did rock just, he didn't know when it was, he he didn't want to do the work as Cody Rhodes would say, he didn't want to finish his story, but people believed it and it took on a life of its own. And Gortz is like, yeah, that's, that's not the reason Simmons should have asked, well, what the hell was the reason? But didn't go there with it, man. If Bill Simmons had asked that, we would have had some closure to this story. Now we're going to keep getting it. Rock's going to show up at the end of mania Roman winning. And then the rock's going to come out at the end of the show. Wow. We're going to, we're going to, if you smell the ending yeah, with Brian in tow, Brian's going to be the new heel manager for The Rock. They're going to do a right, double Gwartz turn. Heyman. They're going to, yeah. Oh my God, here we go. Gortz and Heyman? Yeah. Gort, they they famously fought backstage one time. That's they true. They, they yeah. did. If, if there's one thing that uh, two Jewish men are really good at, oh. it's throwing down. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for spoiling the end of WrestleMania, everybody, but this is what's going to happen. Roman and Rock facing off while Heyman and Gowertz are by their side looking at each other angrily and putting putting their dukes up like that. Like the Miz's dad, like George Mazanin did? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, where, where does Dave Schilling fit, fit into all this? Did you see that WrestleMania 35 uh, I did. Twitter thread? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was God. a good thread. Was it was a great thread. thread. Uh, yeah. Where's Nia Jax? Where is Nia Jax? So she's doing a lot of virtual signings from what I can tell. Good on her. Get that money, Nia Jax. Yeah, that's right. Fix your hole. I think it's fixed. It just like hurts, right? It's uh, ice hey, it up. Uh, hey, listen, I'm just letting it sit out there in the ether. You're letting her hole sit in the ether. That doesn't seem very kind. Well, that's how you fix it. Oh, okay. Anyway, someone else needs fixing. That's Brian Danielson. He provided an update on his condition coming out of AEW Revolution on the Unconsciously Coupled podcast discussing his mental health and his physical health. Uh, this is a really interesting interview. And Danielson 
really doesn't do many appearances other than on the Bella's podcast with now exactly. the Garcia fans. So uh, talk to me about Danielson on this unconsciously coupled podcast. See, I swerved everybody, and people may have thought that I was going to go with the, oh, Brian Danielson wants to write a book called Why Men Are the Better Sex. Uh, why Men Are Better, the Stronger, Faster, Smarter, Better Overall Sex, is I'm pretty sure what the, the book title was uh, called for Danielson. But it was a joke, and he talked about you know sleeping habits and things like that. Uh, this is this is news writing tips. Hit the, hit the music, Joel. Jeremy's news writing tips. <laughs> Oh, what are we doing? God, can I get a professional on this show? So you mentioned the the Bella Garcia podcast as it is now known. Um, I listened to that because big news in the Bella world. They are now the Garcias. They have left WWE. They're doing their own thing. They're not going to AEW. And they kind of talked a little bit about it on their new podcast, which is now the Nikki and Bree show. Not the Garcia podcast. It's the Nikki and Bree show. And Bree had mentioned, yeah, Brian and I just did this this podcast, Conscious uh, Uncoupling. Um, and I was like, oh, well, that sounds like something I will want to listen to. Not, I didn't think we'd get like any wrestling stuff because the title of the podcast kind of lends itself to, hey, you're probably not getting wrestling stuff on this show. But I listened to it because it's Danielson, and I wanted I wanted the Danielson headline pop, and I got one of those out of there. But I also got the Danielson talking about is, is physical and mental health coming out of revolution because it was recorded after revolution he just provided a small update on things i don't think there's anything groundbreaking in there but this is more to get back to the news writing stuff uh you know you listen to one podcast you hear that this person may have done another podcast this happened i did it with regal before you hear that this person may have done another podcast and then you can listen to that and then you can find something because i never would have known that they did this podcast uh, Danielson and Bree and until I listen to the Garcia podcast and then it just spirals. And then you can create stories out of stories, out of stories, out of stories. They never stop. So there's always something to do. Joel, it's what I always uh, tell myself and tell my team. Um, so there's always something to do. And yeah, it was a good, it was a good interview. Uh, it was about a lot of life and relationships and, and things like that. But anytime I can listen to a Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson podcast, I'm always happy with that. And uh, hearing about his life with uh, Brie Bella and him, Brie Garcia, sorry. Uh, oh, here's a here's a story of a podcast that I didn't write about, but I want to mention it here. So, AW Revolution, he he did the match and everything, and he goes home. So, I guess Napa is close to San Francisco. I don't, I'm terrible with locations and things like that. But he could have gotten home that night. He could have slept in his own bed. Could have just been been fine. Been with his uh, wife and kids in the morning and everything. They have a dog. This dog is apparently very loud when like people come and go, which most dogs kind of are, you know? So he didn't want to come in at like three in the morning and wake Bree, Birdie and Buddy when he came in and the dog makes a ruckus and everything. So Brian drove to Napa like five minutes away from home and stayed in a hotel that night. So he did not wake up his wife and kids uh, at three o'clock in the morning because the dog was going to cut, cause chaos and wake them up so there you go there's a brian danielson life story for everybody and you can hear more brian danielson life stories on imagine thinking this this podcast ain't the goat with brian danielson and jeremy lambert coming to a podcast feed near you sometime in the future
Thanks. Thanks. I have to edit again. Thank you for that. This was a good podcast until that moment. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry you got to do some work, Joel Pearl. I have plenty of work to do. Anyway. There's always something to do, right? I just said it. Listen to I, the podcast. That's true. Listen to the podcast. Although when you when you posted that, someone was like, no, <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> when, when was this? What did I you, post? You posted a short from one of our episodes a while back where you were like, listen to the podcast to get the full oh. context. And someone just someone replied, no. <laughs> fair. Honestly, fair. Look, I, I've said this before. I've said this on Twitter. It's like, uh, people, I always tell people to listen to the podcast and stuff. And I think it was uh, Cam. Cam was like, you know, people should actually like listen to this stuff and get the full contacts and stuff. I'm like, well, they won't. And that's why I'm going to have a job forever because I will, and I will continue to write these stories to get all this engagement for other accounts. Well, here's some engagement for you. Paul White says, I want to work with Kenny Omega. We could rip the roof off the building. Speaking <laughs> of Deuce and Mo, Paul White suddenly has aspirations of ripping roofs off of places instead of driving monster trucks off of them. This, I didn't expect this to be like a big deal but you're right like about engagement like this blew up on twitter and i'm like huh what why sure why not and the thing is is like so this is art of uh headline writing i guess because like he names about 15 different people that he wants to work with uh, in this article he's like oh i'd love to work with kenny i'd love to work with darby we'd have a great like big man little man match the way he sells and everything i'd love to work with orange cassidy but we'd have to like team because I'd get annoyed with trying to sell his kicks and everything. It's like, oh, Wardlow, uh, Satnam Singh, I'd love to tag with him. And then maybe I turn on him. Dark Order, I always joke that I'm a member of Dark Order. He names like 15 people that he wants to work with on this thing. But he has the specific Kenny Omega line. And I'm like, this headline is going to be better than Paul White names who he wants to work with in AEW, including... Kenny Omega, Wardlow, Hobbs, something like that. Like that's, it's not catchy. That's not engaging. The Kenny Omega thing, clearly engaging. Did I think it was going to be this engaging? No, I just thought like, oh, this is just a better headline than a generic one. Let's go with it. And all of a sudden I see the numbers like, sure, sure, everybody. I think this match has got to be booked now. I think it should be like, clearly there's a clamoring for this one. So get on it, Tony, make this happen. I'm so excited for it's there's been enough talk. It's time for the, and everyone's just like, do we have to? This is Paul White straight out of the Hulk Hogan school of brother brother. Yeah. He's just naming everyone he wants to work with and trying to get himself booked into whatever program he could. You know I'm what? Kudos to Paul White. He's been at it long enough that he deserves to have that opportunity to talk about who he wants to work. So good on him. Would you like I'm, to see I'm Paul White versus Kenny Omega? Sure. Honestly, like there, there's nothing wrong with this. Omega will bump a little bit. Omega will throw like his strikes and knees and everything. He's not gonna obviously hit like suplexes or anything like that. He's not gonna be able to do some of his power-based offense, but he can cer- certainly do like his striking and aerial-based offense to White. I'm sure it'd be like a fine little like six-minute match or something. I mean nothing wrong with it. Kenny Omega is fucking great let's be honest here like kenny omega is great and paul white at this point i imagine knows his limitations enough to not try to go out there and be like yeah let's have a 15 minute classic or anything remember when kane 
and Paul White did like chain wrestling for, for like three minutes. <laughs> These people are like, oh, we've seen this match a hundred times. So they just got there. They like chain wrestle. That ruled. That was so funny. I do remember that. I was talking to someone about that a little, a little while ago. So uh, yeah, that's definitely at the forefront of our minds from now on. Paul White, chain wrestling aficionado. They should chain wrestle with Omega. Like solid headlock takeover. Uh, Omega goes into a head scissors. White kips up. They, uh, and Omega throws a forearm hammer lock. White rolls through the hammer lock. Come back up. Another headlock takeover. Omega kicks up. Big standoff. And the crowd goes. This m- is awesome. No, no, no. This they- is awesome. No, no, no. Fight forever. <laughs> no, that's banned. That they got sued for that. Right. It's fight eventually, as we've discussed. They can't, they can't chant that. Tony's got to pay like hundred bucks every time the fans chant that, so they can't do it. It's either that, or you have to lend out the wrestler to whom the chant is being chanted. So Kenny Omega is going to be on a bunch of GCW shows. No shit, Paul White in GCW would be great. That would fucking rule. Paul White versus Big Vin. Let's go. Oh, Paul White gets Nick Gage. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Paul White versus uh, Jimmy F and Lloyd. There it is. <laughs> That, that one's for Steven Jensen. And so is this one. Cody Rhodes says after WrestleMania would be a good time for management to step in and split the titles. He is on the Bart Winkler show. Oh, my God. That's the best name ever. Bart Winkler. I need I need to hear more about this. Uh, yeah. Cody talking about the uh, the title splitting, which is what everyone else has on their mind. Once Cody wins the titles at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, it, Cody's done a lot of media interviews right like he he just speaks to everybody but this is a a big topic like people want to know what's going to happen with the titles and everything people have been saying hey let's split them for forever now it's been a year it's been almost a year since they got unified with roman and brock and people have been saying let's split them so i think like if and when cody wins at wrestlemania that's going to be the thing of like okay how are you going to do it Cody's just laid out there like, hey, maybe management just steps in and he seems like that'll be the way to do it. So the fact that Cody commented on this, I don't feel like I don't think in all the media he's done, he's really commented on on the the title splitting. So I was you know happy to hear somebody ask about that and Cody to, to comment on this. And, you know, we'll see if they, they end up going this route. Like there's been so much talk about the title split. And I don't know if there's like a great way to do it i don't want management to step in i think that's stupid i i had my idea of roman loses like one of them in, in a triple threat match type of thing i've, I've had a few ideas I don't, they clearly aren't going any of this what do you think joel how, how do you think they they can do a title split that like makes sense and satisfies the majority which ha huh. They can't, or <laughs> they do exactly what Cody's saying and have management step in. Because you know what? Those people love you all who are watching shows like these and all the post shows. Yeah, not the majority. You're yeah, not. It's true. I mean, we, it's true. You and I talked about this on, on, I think, this show where we joked about having Cody put the the WWE championship around Dusty's bronze statued yeah. weight. And like, honestly, they could just do that. And then he walks out and he's just holding the blue universal title and that's it. Or like, nah, he doesn't want that one though. He doesn't want that right. one. He wants to carry around that WWE title. That's true. And he even says so much in the, in the interview, but yeah. uh, I think honestly, it's going to be something like, I, I respect these titles, 
but I don't need both of them, you know, SmackDown or whatever. Like the WWE deserves to have a universal champion and a WWE champion. Like they'll baby face it. And, but then they'll make it look like Cody's a stupid baby face by giving up one of the world, one of the world titles at the same time, other people will look at it and be like, maybe Cody's not so stupid because now he doesn't have to work Fridays. So Cody wants to though. No, Cody wants that schedule. He's mentioned that a million times too. Do the work, Joel. Yeah, but the story. Yeah, write write every sentence. Don't skip paragraphs. Capitalize the first word of every sentence. Dot your eyes, cross your t's, right? Yeah. But anyway, I don't think uh, I don't think even WWE knows. I don't think Paul Levesque and his creative crew, headed by Vince McMahon, I don't think they know what's going to happen. Maybe Brock Lesnar is going to walk in after defeating Omos and and be like, "That's my title," or sorry, we'd be like, "That's my title." And then your Brock voice sucked. That was like a, who, what what voice did you do? Yeah, you did, you did a Vince voice. God damn it. That's my title. Yeah. What if Vince just walks out and just like, (laughs) he won, he's he won his last WrestleMania match. Like, it's true. You know, I'm undefeated. Yeah. He has claim that he could get that title. Vince and Michael Cole for the WWE (laughs) universal title. Jerry Lawler for the 24-7 championship. That should that should be the match. Oh my goodness. That's that's it. That's what you do. Uh yeah, Cody Cody winning both titles is the play. And what you do with both titles, yeah, you, you kind of give them away. Or because we all know it's gonna be Cody versus Carrying Cross in Puerto Rico, where super Cuban babyface Cody is gonna go over, right? That's what's happening. So uh well, maybe we'll give Carrying Cross the title for SmackDown. Roman's going to give one of the titles to Heyman to defend against Brian Gewertz in, in the other WrestleMania 40 main event. That's what it's going to be. I'm actually okay with that. I think that's, <laughs> that's, we can't go any better than that. So try it in the comments. You can, but I don't know if you'll get any better than that. Jeremy, <laughs> let's, uh, let's plug all of uh, Steven Jensen's work and then get out of here. Uh, don't follow me on Twitter. Follow Steven Jensen on Twitter at fight talk underscore. I actually do have things to plug this week we've done uh i put i put over the these people on twitter and i'm gonna put them over here on this show as well we've done a lot of interviews over the past month uh sean does interviews with a bunch of people he had wwe talent he still had like rubble interviews left over joel you went to elimination chamber and did um a bunch of interviews uh scotty wrestling is doing a lot of joshi interviews um, Grapsody does a, does a lot of interviews with like AEW talent. Uh, Jensen and I, we've done a lot of independent interviews and then Mike and Reg this past week had Effie on. So they're doing some, some independent interviews as well. We've done a lot of interviews between Fightful and Fightful Overbooked. I got to give a shout out to, to William Thatch who does all the transcription or a good bulk of the transcription work for a lot of these interviews. Um, and you know, he, he, he gets a byline, but he's very unsung in, in the transcription work that he does for, for the bulk of these interviews. Cause he's not very active on social media or anything like that. But as someone who, if Dash doesn't transcribe the interview, I'm probably transcribing the interview. And as someone who just transcribes all these other interviews that are just out there in the world, I know how difficult it is. I know how time consuming it would be. I know how tedious it can be. So shout out to Thatch for doing all the, the transcription work for a good chunk 
of of these interviews. And then shout out to to the news team, uh, Robert D. Felice, Colin Tessier, and and Skylar Russell, who do a lot of the articles off of off of these. If if I'm not writing the article, and I usually write the articles that are pertinent to my articles, um, but if I'm not writing them, one of them is writing the the article based off of the transcription. So. A lot of interviews, a lot of exclusives on Fightful and Fightful Overbooked that are all the articles you see on Fightful uh, is done by the transcriptions are done by William or myself. And then the articles are done by myself, DeFelice, Colin or Skylar. So shout, shout out to the team for all the work they've done. And I know we're going to have a lot more work to do with Mania in, in a couple of weeks because I know there's going to be a ton of interviews coming out of that as well. So. Yeah, just just want to give a shout out to the uh, news and transcription team over at Fightful. And shout out to you, Jeremy Lamberts. I'll never say it publicly, but you're you're very good at what you Thanks, do. Joel. That was almost sincere. You're okay, I guess. <laughs> you know what, though? We always have this. Have anything else you want to put over before we get out of here? Uh, do go check out the interview that Mike and Reg did with Effie on uh, Fight Flipper Book. That, that's on Indeed. Go check that out. Really fun interview. We got we already got one article up. By the time people listen to this, we might have a second article up. But there's at least one up right now. There's a couple more coming. Uh, go check out that interview. Go check out all the other stuff on Fight Flipper Book that Joel can probably do a better job plugging than I can. Check out Tag Talk. Check out Indeed with Reg and Mike, as we just mentioned. Uh, Kate and Joel call in the ring every Sunday at 8 o'clock Eastern, although this week it's going to be a little messy. I'll tell you why in a second. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second, Joel. So instead of Joel and Kate plus 8, can I call it Joel and Kate at 8? <laughs> That's actually pretty good. We could do that. Yeah, look at me. There you this go. is why I get paid the big bucks, everybody. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I could take that. Uh, get coexisting with Bob and Maggie. Uh, check out Red Club. Check out all of the content here on Fightful Overbook. There's gaming streams. There's everything. We got so much content. We have this show that drops every Saturday at 10.13 a.m. So uh, Eastern time. So so come and hang out with us. Uh, I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. I will be at Greek Town Wrestling tonight as of Saturday. And uh, Sunday I'll be at GCW all in Toronto. If you're there, come and say hi. If you're a wrestler who happens to be watching this show for some reason, let's chat. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, we on the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters. Because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but 
If you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.